0: Hey, this is Adam Green, creator of the Hatchet franchise and the TV show Holliston, and you are listening to Nightmare Junkhead.
1: In and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that gives out full-size carpenter bars during Halloween. My name is Greg D., and on today's episode, we're celebrating all things spooky and scary by talking the October Society's Tales of Halloween. And it doesn't have to be just October for you to listen to our podcast. All you need to do is search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. And don't forget, you can find us out on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is on Facebook where we do have our events tab where you can find all of our spooky shenanigans going on. And as this episode kicks off on uh, November 1st, the upcoming Tuesday, November 5th, at Terror Tuesday at the Alamo Draft House, They're celebrating all things uh, Tom Hanks. And if you know the podcast, you know I uh, love me some Tom Hanks. And they're going to be celebrating with Joe Dante's The Burbs. That will be on November 5th for Terror Tuesday. Make sure you check that out. And, of course, on Saturday, November 2nd, we've been talking about it quite a bit. Uh, Kansas City Horror Club presents Monster Ball. Halloween Hangover. This will be happening at the Record Bar. It's a charity event for walking and rolling. It starts at 8 o'clock. They've got three bands lined up, uh, Final Girl and the Monsters. They Watch Us from the Moon and Razor Wire Halo. So make sure to check that out. We've been talking about it quite a bit. It is finally here. That is on again on November 2nd at the Record Bar. Um, Now, this particular episode, and it's a little bit weird when you only hear me because you know something a little bit different is going on. Uh, but this episode was one of our live Nerds of Nostalgia shows that we talked about and I'd like to give a huge shout out to Dustin Pryor from the Media Rewind podcast uh, if you know the podcast, you've, he've, he's been on many a times, unfortunately I had to sit this one out, I was sick so it's interesting because Genius kind of takes over my role and Dustin takes over mine so, uh, takes over his role so it's really interesting I uh, hope you guys enjoy it but you know we're able to talk Tales of Halloween um So, again, thank you, Dustin, for taking over that. Uh, Next week, we will have our traditional Halloween hangover episode where we talk about everything that happened in the month of October, and trust me, a lot of things went down. So, again, thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Genius. Thank you, Tapcade. Thank you, everyone that came out. And hopefully, you guys will enjoy this episode of Tales of Halloween.
2: We are nerds indeed, weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, coming to you live from beautiful Tapcade, this is the Nerds of the Junkhead Podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, even 17 seconds in. It guys.
2: already fucked up. Welcome. Okay, I'm your host, Genius McGee. Um, normally, Greg would be here, but he's fallen under the weather, uh, which is hex, I'll say. I don't know. But filling in for our 10th Monday Mystery Movie Night of the Year is my good friend and host, uh, co-host of the show, almost unofficially. Mount Baldy hey what's going on guys okay so beautiful Tapcade how you trick-or-treaters doing tonight
3: very nice somebody's nice. getting the full-size candy bars tonight i
2: know someone's getting the good stuff not none, none of those like bullshit miniature tootsie rolls
3: yeah and fuck sixlets that's all i gotta say
2: <laughs> well we are like i said coming to you from tap this is the nerds and nostalgia and nightmare junkhead podcast we are in the middle of shocktober and we decided normally we really don't do one for october because we're already doing multiple multiple marathons and screenings in fact Uh, As this just dropped on Monday Mystery Movie Night, we just finished not only Nerdoween, which went fantastic, where we showed three horror movies. Uh, We showed Maximum Overdrive, Cooties, and Arachnophobia. But then the next night, we did Dismember the Alamo, Mm -hmm. where we showed the Centipede Horror, Life Force on 35mm, Society, because you never forget your first shunting, and The Thing on 35mm. And so now we're doing something that... I truly championed because Greg was like, ah, should we do something for October? And I'm like, fuck yes, we need to do something scary. You guys do everything
3: for October.
2: Right? So, <laughs> But I mean, Monday Mystery Movie Night. And he goes, well, what shall we show? And that was the hard part because they have such a good lineup in the Shocktober. Oh yeah, absolutely. We wanted to make sure that we didn't show anything that was either playing in Shocktober at Screenland or Armor or anything that Terror Tuesday at the Alamos played. Yep. So... Since there was... Can't step on no toes. Oh, I know, right? Not in Halloween. Um, Since there's so many good stuff, we had to think of something. And I was like, well, what's one of the movies in my constant Halloween rotation that I fucking adore but Tales of Halloween?
3: Nobody's showing that. Let's show that. Well, and actually, this is one of the ones that you guys introduced me to a couple years ago. And it's slowly worked its way into my Halloween rotation. And I don't really have a Halloween rotation. (laughs) I mean, my Halloween rotation is like every Monday watch Predator, every Tuesday watch Aliens every Wednesday you'll go to the gym and now I've got Thursdays <laughs> Thursdays for Tales of Halloween yeah exactly no I dig it I think
2: it's one of those ones because one I love anthologies I fucking love anthologies and two because anthologies are like buffets where like you know you just get a buffet. little ex- mm. where like if you taste the buffet you're like yeah that's pretty Good, I'm gonna come back and get some more you know you and if you don't like it you just wait a few minutes later and then there's a whole different type of story yeah so, you just wait for the buster to come pick up your plate yeah I remember seeing this movie for the first time it was here it was a premiere and um one of the segments was directed by Darren Lynn Bozeman and written by Clint Sears who at the time lived in Kansas City and he was attending the premiere, and we did a Q&A with him. And next thing you know, we're going to Pizza Ranch with him. So, and he became a friend of not only the show, but of us in general. Mm-hmm. So, first of
3: all, big shout out to Clint. Good on you, man. Because Well, I remember, if you remember back one of the first Monday Mr. Movie Nights you guys had, Darren Lynn Bozeman actually called Clint on his cell phone. And I accidentally hung up on him Twice. Twice. Genius hung up on him twice.
2: I was trying to figure out the phone and my big ass sausage mitts were like, I don't know what to do. And I hung up on Daryl and Bozeman. He's probably going to send like the repo man to come and harvest my (laughs) organs or shit. No, this movie is great. This movie is a lot like Trick or Treat where it sets up, uh, a not the Sammy Kerr one, because we're not going to like make a mixtape of diddle songs, but like... (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, we'll save that for Friday. <laughs> no, but it's a good like Halloween thing because it's got trick or treating,
3: it's got revenge, it's got some of the rules, you know. It's got a you know a cavalcade of character actors from every horror film you've ever seen.
2: I know that's crazy. It's got all these different stars. It's got Adrian Barbeau as a DJ right off the mm-hmm. bat, kind of doing
3: her best Pontypool. <laughs> Pontypool. Pontypool. She's got a great voice for radio, man. Oh, she of really course, does. like in the fog, she's mm-hmm. the nightlight.
2: So like, she's amazing. When you start off. With that then you're in for something good. I like the way that little pop up book and it like explained each story to you because I don't know if you guys know this, but I fucking love Halloween and all things scary. Oh, get out of town! Right? Yeah, and
3: he's not lying if you've ever seen his house. I know, shocking. it's like a spirit of Halloween annex in his house, <laughs> and that's like in
2: February, yeah, yeah. So, no, this movie is fantastic. I, I like the scares and. One thing I like about this movie is it's all over the place. I mean, there's comedy. There's graphic, graphic yeah, horror. Yeah, exactly. There's, like, social commentary. There's, like moments that are sad and make you pause and there's moments where you're cracking up laughing and there's like segments that it comes straight out of a cartoon like a lot of these things are
3: fucking looney tunes well in and you mentioned with the buffet analogy you know this literally has some, the the best thing about anthologies is they have something for everyone you know so if you don't like some snippet that came up you wait 10 minutes and, and there you there, go there's going to be something else and if you don't like that one you wait another 10 or 12 minutes you know but this one I can honestly say that there are, I mean, this might be blasphemous and I might get struck down by the gods, but there are certain aspects of show that I don't necessarily enjoy to the fullest. Exactly. <gasps> but, like, Tales of Halloween. I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> <editor. laughs> no, we'll, we'll go to the buffet. It's okay. <laughs> okay. But, All is forgiven. <laughs> but with, like, Tales of Halloween, they, they do that interesting mix of comedy and, you know, gore. And just everything that makes Halloween Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, everything that you think of as the tropes. Because you're our action guy. Yeah. You're the action guy. I'm the one that to
2: come to like, hey, man, what's that horror movie? Oh, it's fucking exactly. motel hell. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad that you can appreciate this. And I'm glad like stuff like this and the Creep show and stuff. Would you consider this for the normies? Norm- normies would enjoy this one?
3: I definitely think they would. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I enjoyed it the first time I saw it. And it's one of those things where I don't typically seek out a lot of horror films just right out of the gate. I mean, there's a bunch that I watch, but it's like okay, if if there was, like, we'll do the buffet analogy. Uh-huh. If there's a buffet of Stallone and Schwarzenegger, Ooh. and then there's a bunch of horror, God. you know which side of the buffet line I'm going to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to the mix them all together and make mush. It's like a trough. No. <laughs> That's fucking gross. No.
2: <laughs> no. Anthologies are my jam, and horror is my jam. And when you can put the two together, are there any action anthologies?
3: Ooh. I don't know a canon the, the Canon Library could probably be <laughs> an anthology. Yeah. The best thing about Canon is, you know, they're ninety minutes. Yeah. So sweet spot. <laughs>
2: Speaking of sweet spot, let's go through those things real quick. Okay. The, uh, go one at a time. The first one was Sweet Tooth, written and directed by Dave Parker. That Dave Parker loves John Carpenter almost about as much as we do. Because mm-hmm. did you notice the kid was dressed up like Snake Plissken for Halloween and the Carpenter, Carpenter bar? bar yeah. I I'm, bet you it was
3: as sweet as j c himself uh i'm I'm really sweet
2: super <laughs> sweet how's it going? no, I thoroughly enjoyed that one with the uh
3: with the monster and the the the, the eating of the just the innards. I don't even think it was eating. It was more like disemboweling through your mouth, you know. So yeah, like, <laughs> eh. can you imagine? Because
2: after you eat, it's got all that acid and stuff on it. No candy is
3: that good. And I just told you what I eat normally: a breakfast burrito and a honey bun. So you know that's that's interspersed with all the Jolly Ranchers. Ew! I like the gross. I like the, <laughs> <laughs> I like the look of sweet tooth. He was creepy. Yeah, they did really good creature effects in this, you know, in this film. Yeah. And I like the fact that it's, you know, it's all practical. It's all like latex and blood and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, with the exception of twink-a-tweet, Tweet, a tweet, tweet. All
2: right. The night
3: Billy Raised Hell by Darren Lynn Bozeman. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm gonna sound like a complete homer. I think this is probably my favorite one because it was you know, it was written by Clint. So yeah. you know.
2: I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Just the shenanigans. I like the sleazy
3: shenanigans. Like, oh, is your mother dressing (laughs) up again?
2: That running joke, is your mother going to dress up? You know, Billy, your mother's going to need a lot of extra time. (laughs) Just just a big, slimy, like, Barry Bostwick. And then the next thing you know, you see, like, little Billy on the convenience store holding up people. Like, shanking the dentist. Because you know what? People who give out toothbrushes, I'm not, I'm not condoning getting shanked for Halloween. However, if you give out toothbrushes, you're like it'll rot your candy, it'll rot your yeah, teeth, pro- kid. Proper dental care is nothing to scoff at. Not on fucking Halloween. Halloween, Halloween is the one rule. where I mean, we're the one day where no rules apply. Like, you don't want to brush your teeth. Fucking Jesus don't Christ! Brush it's your Halloween, teeth. not Purge Night. What the hell? <laughs> I said rules, not laws. Oh, okay. I mean, huh. you still shouldn't go and shank people unless they give you toothbrushes. No. Now, there is a contingency of people that say the same thing for people who give out raisins. But I fucking love raisins. I do, too. I kind of would want that, hey, too. Hey, man, delicious they
3: Keep you regular.
2: Nature's candy. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> no. Oh, but how great was that when, like, instead of flaming poop, it was flaming poop in a bear trap? Oh, that was wonderful. That's some shit I would do. That was wonderful. That needs to be a thing. That needs to be.
3: (laughs) I mean, because you not only get like the 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 poo on the shoe, but you also get sepsis from the infection. Yeah,
2: yeah. Now we're going to spoil the shit out of this. If you haven't heard, (laughs) if you haven't seen this movie already, stop what you're doing because we're going to spoil it all over the place. Did you guys see the twist coming in that one? No, did you didn't see the, the, the 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 twist that it was actually a little demon? I loved that little aspect, like. I'll show you what a real prank is. That Barry Bossick is an asshole. So,
3: <laughs> Yeah, but he's straight up adu- abducting kids. So. <laughs>
2: and Adrian Curry showing up wearing the dress from Legend. Yeah. He's like, how many Facebook fo- or Twitter followers do you have? 5,000? 5, 5,001. <laughs> <laughs> I like the incarnation of the devil. Just kind of goofy, but yet like creepy cre- ass diddler. <laughs> yeah. But ready to throw down and shank some fools. You know yeah, what I'm man. saying? Love it. All right, the next one. This one was "Trick," written by Greg Commons and directed by Adam Gears. This is the one that has Tiffany Sheppas genre icon. And again, before we go into genre icon, you could see the little genre icons just popping up out of nowhere. Like Felicia Rose was wa- Felicia yeah. Rose was walking down the street, and Barbara Crampton was a witch just in one of the parties and all that good stuff. But this one, this "Trick" one. This one was mean. This one was mean.
3: Yeah, there were a couple of them that were like mean spirited. Yeah. Just kind of take you back a little bit. Ew. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm always down with killer kids because, like, I don't know why I
2: like the killer kids genre. And I like watching You just don't like kids. I love kids with barbecue sauce. But I like seeing I don't know. I just like the killer kids genre because like when the kids get their comeuppance, there's something funny about that. But there was nothing funny about this. At first, when I saw like the kids shanking, I was like, oh, killer kids. And then they got significantly worse mm. when he like cut Tiffany Shep is Achilles tendon. That's something I always fear. Yeah. Never, you guys too. ever, like, worry about, like, there's something around the bed or in the car just going to, like, just chop it up all Pet cemetery style? And then when he put the rat poison in that dude's mouth... Because, see, for a second, when, he, she got the whole, when she got the spray can and the fire, it was almost Home Alone hijinks. But then when he shoved rat poison, I was yeah, like, there's those, no those wet are, bandits yeah. in this one. And then the whole twist that actually they're, like, revenge kids... I thought that was grand. Yeah, it was a cool little twist. I wasn't expecting them to be like the, the psychopaths that are harvesting children's
3: body parts. That's fucked up. Hey, man, you got to eat somehow. You know, they deserve you gotta to make get your it. money.
2: And that little girl, trick or treat, you fucking psychopath. There's something glorious about little kids cussing. Like my favorite, my favorite kid cussing thing is in Shocker. When, oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> when the little girl tries to get the uh, bulldozer, come on, you fucker. And it's just something so funny about that. The next one was The Week and the Wicked, written by Molly Millens and directed by Paul Solet. This was a Western. Did you get that whole Western vibe? Mm,
3: a little bit, kind of like the you know the whole showdown kind of aspect.
2: Well, even at the beginning with the sheriff and the music and like, it yeah, almost, I can go with you on it, that one. Yeah, if you just take away, make them adults and put them in the old west, it would totally work. Yeah, and the demon was it's like cool. Like
3: psychopathic young guns, <laughs> It'd be super young, It'll guns. make you
2: famous. Can you imagine that little girl burning down people constantly like that and oh, burning soles of we, people's feet?
3: Little kids are weird, man. Yeah, they
2: are. Yeah,
3: they are. You play online games. You know those little fuckers are weird. They're mean too.
2: <laughs> I was like, I'm 40 years old, and I almost made, was crying because of what 13-year-old said. I'm like, God damn, Mean Girls. I told you to stop playing wow. I like it. No, but I'm glad they got their comeuppance because that was a cool-looking demon, the, spirit, the demon of Halloween. Yeah. But what was up with his meat loincloth? I, I didn't really quite get that one. It was like a meat skirt. You know, sometimes, here's what I'm thinking. Sometimes, like, you know, when you eat, you get food on you. I don't. But we've all seen you eat. I know. So I'm surprised I don't have a meat cloth right now. I'm surprised you
3: don't still have rice from our Mexican dinner last night still in your beard. I saved those for later. All right. Everybody's got to have snacks. Mm, (laughs) Snacks.
2: Uh, The next one was The the Grim Grinning Ghost. This one was written and directed by Axel Carolyn, who actually put the whole thing together. Um, this one was, I think was like the scariest one to me. I don't know why
3: it was just a good old fashioned, scary ghost story. Yeah. And and that was one of the things I think they, they did a good job kind of aligning all of the different, you know, snippets and the the vignettes, if you will, kind of, because you, you almost have a palate cleanse in between each one. You don't have everything horrific on that back end or, you know, everything comedic on the front end. So Mm -hmm. they did a good mix. They did a really good mix, but, uh, Yeah.
2: Have you ever had to like walk down something alone and it gets kind of scary and you feel like somebody's looking right at you or walking behind you?
3: Oh, okay. Here we go. Anecdote from my youth. Uh-huh. Okay, so Jay remembers my, my old house. You know, and It was weird because it was a smaller house, but it had a basement. My biggest fear, and the light switch was always at the bottom of the stairs, so that should probably already set you guys up to know what the hell I always thought. You always had to flip off the light switch at the bottom of the stairs. Well, fuck all that noise. I ran my ass up the stairs every single time I flipped that switch because I was afraid some, like, little goblin or demon or leprechaun or some shit was going to grab me. And that was when I was, like, 17. <laughs> I've not changed that much since I was 17. So it's not like, you know, a leprechaun's going to grab my big ass. But, you know, they have magical powers. Where's <laughs> <laughs> me going? Now, I can't
2: remember because it's been it's been a while since you, we were 17. But... Um, did the stairs have where they have the back or where they open where, like, I hand could come out? See, that? even They were worse. open, yeah. No, fuck all that noise, man. I would not do that at all. I, those things always scare me. I always... I don't even run and I find myself running up those kind of stairs. So, I, like, you know, Scooby-Doo when the carpet starts falling out behind your feet? Yeah. And then I'd, like, make a giant sandwich and push it down and eat it? Well, yeah, you know. It works. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Next one was Ding Dong, written and directed by Lucky McKee, who also directed May. And this was star Pollyanna McIntosh, who we do a podcast on The Walking
3: Dead, and she killed it as Jadis. Oh, yeah. The leader of the trash people. Yeah, she literally lives in a dump and they speak kind of like Yoda a little Mm -hmm. bit. Say yes. yes. Hi, Lance from Uruguay. But anyway, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, I not even tapped him on the shoulder because it, it's been a while since I've seen Tales of Halloween, and I was like, oh, well, dude, she doesn't need to just goes, say yes. <laughs> she was also in The Woman, which is fucked up. She, every movie she's in, it's fucked up. And this is... Yeah, but she does a great job. Yeah, she does. This- I mean, there's a, there's a lot of movies where they're just fucked up and the, the actors kind of phone it in. But even in this one, you know, it's, it's played kind of schlocky. And she does a great job. I don't know. This one made me sad. I mean, this
2: one, like, I was like, oh. Because I guess it's the whole metal metaphor for domestic abuse and, like, not having a kid and all that kind of stuff. Like, I read heavily into this, and I was just like, oh, goddamn. And then when she tried to eat, like, steal that little boy that was dressed up like Gretel or Hansel. Like, come on in. I'm going to throw you in the oven. Don't you know? make me run, Mr. Simpson. I'm full chocolate. Hey, look, that kid's got bosoms. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, that one was interesting. That one was, like, one of the definitely more bleaker ones of the show now this one you go from bleak to like almost goofy the this means war written and directed by andrew kasich and john skip where dana gould and james duvall like
3: fight to the death literally i thoroughly enjoyed this one i just want to get one of those like earpiece microphones that actually like animatronically control a skeleton oh yeah that'd be because i will fuck with you hardcore if i ever get that on make shit talk. Time to go to Spirit of Halloween.
2: Hell yeah. But this one's interesting. This one almost played like a metaphor for like horror fans. You know? I mean like as a horror fan myself, I see a lot of like oh, um you don't need all that guts and gore and and and, and terror to be scary and horror like the old timey ones and the the ghosts and the woo the atmosphere and then you have the contingency on the other side you need as much guts and gore and blood and viscera as possible and really amp up the horror and when you have the two fighting they both wind up just getting fucked up and turning to meat sacks yeah so i think like this one is a, like should be an olive branch to like horror fans like you can have peanut butter and chocolate in your
3: blood and viscera. Mm, peanut butter and chocolate viscera.
4: Yeah.
2: Okay. That's not as good as it sounds. When I worked at the haunted house, we were doing this promotional thing, and I had to eat like this flesh stuff. So they got peanut butter. What the hell at, kind
3: of haunted house did you work at?
2: Because we, we the kind that has the A things real fl- flesh stuff. No, it's like <laughs> you're supposed to eat it, so it looks uh, like okay. you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's this peanut butter. And barbecue sauce concoction with, like, bits of jerky in it to make it look fleshy and chewy. It is the most vile, disgusting thing you could ever eat. That's three tastes that don't taste great together. No, it was awful. It was awful. And I I would go home with that taste in my mouth. and
3: See? Dental hygiene is important. (laughs) Get your toothbrush. Okay. The next one. Friday the 31st. Twick-a-tweet. The, I, I think this was probably my second favorite one. Yeah. And I, I think it's just because the the little goofy, you know, cute little alien being.
2: Written and directed by Mike Mendez. And I love Mike Mendez stuff. Big-ass spider. He always injects a lot of gore and a lot of humor into his movies. Mm-hmm. And this one was gory as shit. Did you see horror fans? Did you see All the references in this one, there was the Necronomicon on the table next to Jason's mother's head. There was, like, the evil dead, "Ah!" like that. Uh, Just scream Jason. That's one thing I love about Mike Mendez and his stuff. He's a horror fan, kind of like Adam Green and Joe Lynch. Yep, They're horror fans that make horror and do cool shit. And, again, they're all... Over this movie as the vomiting cops, as like <laughs> as just showing up like kind of like a Greek chorus. Like there's kids eating people in the covered in chocolate while he's like licking his fingers full of chocolate. Oh, that yeah, that, that was, was disturbing. Shit. But of course, that'll green. Yeah, exactly. Been- <laughs> exactly. Anything for a laugh. Okay. The next one, The Ransom of Rusty Rex. This was like a live action Looney Tunes. It was. I like this one quite a bit. You know, just
3: the fact that every time he'd call him back, you know, we want five hundred million dollars. Click. Yeah. What the hell? Do not call this number again. <laughs> that was funny. So that was um,
2: John Landis. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that's the dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who also directed Kentucky Fried Movie. Hey, oh, man. Yes.
3: <laughs> Catholic high school. Catholic
2: high school girls in trouble. Girl. Ch- Girl. Samuel Bronkowitz presents Tales of Halloween. It's depraved. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's
2: insane show me your nuts <laughs> no this was hilarious and like when ben wolf who just recently unfortunately passed away maybe two years ago um he was in the american horror story as the the geek the one that ate the chickens. you know i haven't
3: caught any of the american horror stories no no the first five None episodes of, of
2: each season are amazing then after that yeah. uh um, uh, no, this one was great. It totally was a live-action cartoon. I like I was waiting for at one point for like Oh, You know, which is like three very... studio sound effects uh-huh. in the background. Uh. And then this one, the last one, Bad Seed, written and directed by Neil Marshall, and we are big Neil Marshall oh, yeah. fans. Oh yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones, Doomsday, the very underrated werewolf movie, Dog Soldiers. Everything Neil Marshall does is fantastic and gory. And I this another carpenter throwback.
3: Oh yeah. It it definitely was. I mean, everything was kind of schlocky and, you know, I guess overrepresented. hmm You know, so And like the
2: music, the very synth heavy mm-hmm. music, and there's a couple of shots. And I love the fact the fucking the the sketch artist. Like, here's what we got to go on, and it's a big, goofy pumpkin. I think that was – I'm trying to remember. i got to look through my notes, but I think that was, like, Bernie Wrightson or something. So like, a famous artist. Mm. Yeah, Greg would know right I know. Greg, he loves, he loves Greg would this know. <laughs> but, no, uh, sketching that and how <laughs> the pumpkin lured the kid in. Oh, that was awesome. That was, was hilarious. Awesome. Like, no 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 I hope they make more of this. I hope they make more of these. So – Those will help you guys figure out what your favorite one was. Let us know. Um, And if you're listening online and you've seen this movie before, let us know. Hit us up at Nerds and Nostalgia on the Twitter and the Facebook. Same thing with Nightmare Junkhead. But let's go into our talking points right here. Okay. So, um, Dustin. Yeah.
3: What is one of your favorite Halloween-themed movies? Halloween. Which one? The first one. Oh, the the OG. OG, The OG Halloween. And honestly, it's... I have had some type of like weird like resurgence of my love to John Carpenter. Genius Greg and I actually had the, the opportunity to go to Chicago a couple years ago and see him on his traveling tour. And to be able to watch John Carpenter play all of his themes live is for a horror fan, or not even just a horror fan, but just somebody that enjoys movies. It was incredible to watch because he's like a what, probably in his mid seventies now, I think. Yeah, and he's just up there having fun. I mean, he he's not doing it because he wants the money. He's doing it because the fans are there for him, and he's eating it up. You guys are gonna kick it. Mm. Genius still wants like. Like twerkers and booty I swear, shorts and the, with, the, with Michael Myers masks. Exactly. On. Yeah. When I heard
2: it, the John Carpenter was like, "What fucking floor show would that be? How awesome would that be?" Like,
3: ladies and gentlemen, the Carpenterettes
2: and like all these girls come in with like booty shorts from like the '90s, but they're wearing like Michael Myers masks and they just come like.
3: He likes and, that way too much, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen.
2: <laughs> and just like this whole big floor show with like, it would look like a Dr. Dre video. It'd be fucking fat. Oh, and then no, it would look like a Mixelot video. Because then, right in the middle of it, instead Look of in like a giant up, peach, yeah. it's like a big giant pumpkin. That'd be awesome. And, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Hologram of Buck Flowers, dude, it'd be awesome. And then there's like John Lewis. I twerked it six times, just breaking oh. it down. That's fantastic. <laughs> that needs
3: to happen. The carpenters need to happen. That, that needs to be written. <laughs> so, what would your favorite Halloween theme be? Well, wh- one of my favorite movies is Halloween, um, but I've
2: right up there when it comes to Halloween-themed Trick or Treat with Sam. Okay, yeah. The other anthology movie, I, I think it's amazing. Just the stories are good. The gore is terrifyingly gory, and it sets up a lot of rules. It's
3: what you want in a Halloween-themed movie. And you know the thing that I've actually liked about that movie in the past couple of years is that you see a lot of younger kids cosplaying Sam. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you see him at CryptoCon. You actually see him at Comic-Con a couple times, too.
2: But it's so interesting to have... An anthology, a one-and-done anthology, be so beloved by the fans that you have Sam cosplay. You have Mm -hmm. Sam tattoos. You have Sam Nico action figures. So, yeah, I think there's something to be said about Halloween and Sam. I think uh, Trick or Treat struck some gold. Absolutely did. Yeah. Okay, favorite horror
3: anthology. Tales from the Hood. Oh, you want the shit. Mainly because of Clarence Williams the Third. I mean, seriously, dude, that, that guy's as cool as the other side of the pillow, mm-hmm. and he plays creepy so so oh. well. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Especially in half baked. It's his fucking eyes, man. In, in Tales from the Hood, it's just like you want the shit. <laughs> you you're gonna get the shit. No, but that's yeah. when when he's a Samson and half baked. Samson sold
4: <laughs> sold.
2: Yes, Cuban B. That's a good choice, dude. That's a really good choice. Tales from the Hood's amazingly wonderful. Um, but me, that's easy. Hands down, creep show. Now, I have mad love for part two. In mm-hmm. fact, I think I saw depending on the day, I kind of prefer part two, but only because I saw part two first. So okay. I reverse engineered yeah. on it. But creep
3: show one is an amazing yeah because amazing. we were still kind of young when creep show came out yeah so, i mean it was highly unlikely that we would have seen it I, in the theater. I, yeah i didn't see it in the theater until recently but
2: yeah no i saw creep show two in the theater and i loved it but creep show one is my favorite horror anthology and actually that's going to lead me into the next one so i'm going to go ahead and go You're to it. my it's favorite your show <laughs> My favorite segment from a horror anthology comes from Creepshow 2, and that has to be thanks for the ride, lady. <laughs> There's something so simplistic, so scary, so wonderful about that to the point where like, it's become an inside joke from my family. Like, Everybody knows that that thanks for the ride lady will instantly put my mom on edge because she's on the theater with me, and I'll eat it up. In fact, um, a couple of years ago, my niece, I think she was like six at the time. Uh, we. <laughs> she was dropped off by my mom, and I'm sitting in the back seat, just like hanging out. And uh, she turns to my mom and goes, "Thanks for the ride, lady." And I just lost it. I loved it. Just I had this little girl with this gravelly voice. Yeah, that one is my favorite one because that is a fucked up one. He is getting tortured, death proof style. Like this, I feel bad for this stunt man. I'm surprised George Miller didn't recommend. it Directed that. Hey, you never know, man. All right, what about you? Some input. Favorite segment from a horror anthology. And this
3: is just because I loved L.A. Law, but the KKK comeuppance from Tales from the Hood with Corbin Burnson. Ooh, uh, yeah. I just there's something little, little really creepy about that little doll, and it's just like everywhere. They're terrifying. Well, yeah, I mean dolls are terrifying anyway, but. That's the reason why I can't go to, like, what, what is it, the American the American, American duck Yeah, no, I won't even walk by no. that store in the mall. That, you know that's why, fucked up. You know why they look so real? They because actually, they're actual little
2: children? Yes. Mm-hmm. They take kid, kidnap children, they dip them in wax, and they make them like dolls. Or they'll take children, and they'll take their souls and fuse them into the dolls. Like Shang Tsung? Yeah. That's why they're so creepy and lifelike, because they were real at once. Every time somebody walks in with those creepy dolls that look like them, I'm always like, ugh. And I instantly
3: distrust the little girl that's
4: holding them. You yeah. know? I'm
2: like, you're an evil child. Because I bet,
3: I bet her voice sounds like the Red Queen from Resident Evil.
2: You're all, all going, going to, to die, die down here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> now, uh, now's the time, as Greg says, we're going to... We're going to keep it gonna, classy. I'm going to say... Listen, I know it wasn't funny 20 years ago. It's not funny now, but it's come under the tradition. And I say, fuck it, dude. It's still hilarious. There's a part of the show where we're going to class up the joint and do a little bit of FMK Halloween candy edition. God damn it, Greg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is where we have to choose between circus peanuts, popcorn balls, or full size candy bar. So, would you like to go first, or would you like me to?
3: That's up to you, man. Do your actually, choice. guest first. Guest right. first. So, I'm going to, right off the bat, I'm going to kill popcorn balls, because those shits are absolutely horrendous. <gasps> Unless they're caramel balls. Blasphemy. No, dude. Popcorn is good, but whoever decided to put that shit in ball form needs to be beaten. Period. Okay, so I'm going to kill popcorn balls. I'm going to marry Circus Peanuts, because they actually have utility. Because if your blood sugar ever dips, all you have to do is pop a couple in your mouth and you're good to go. See? They're
2: mm. pure sugar, dude. Those, okay. All right.
3: All right. All right. All I'm going right. to F the hell out of some full size candy bars. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask what the nougat is. Right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Chock full of
2: nuts, huh? Yeah, exactly. Mm, cream center. That's,
3: yeah, That's, it does. True. Yeah, it That's does.
2: true. Yeah, it does. That's true. Yeah, it does. Okay. What about you, genius? Okay, first of all, fuck circus peanuts. Those things are a goddamn abomination. Those things are awful. Okay, so here's the thing. You can eat one circus peanut and be like, it's like tasting mustard. It's like, "Mm, that's not bad. But if you eat another circus peanut, you're like, oh, this is fucking vile. They're fucking styrofoam. The only utility they have is like plugging up wounds, because that's all you can do. Utilitarian, they're thank they're you very much. Awful. That's why you gotta marry them. They're awful, and they're the same color as Trump, and so I'm not gonna lie. I thought the Nerds of Nostalgia was an apolitical podcast. That's true. Oh, that's only when Greg's here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And I don't want that near anything to me. So the the circus peanuts, they gotta fucking go. That's vile. That's that's almost as bad as black licorice. Oh, black licorice is the devil. No, there's two types of people in this world. Those that like black licorice and those with taste. Yeah. So like Yeah. Um so circus (laughs) circus like half our listeners, like, man, fuck this shit. Throw like whatever listening device they have across the room. Um I'm, I don't know. I kind of want to fuck both of them. That's the thing. some like weird Cronenberg
3: type of like popcorn, popcorn balls and candy, popcorn candy no,
2: bar. I think, I think I would. I, okay. I think I'm going to, uh, I'm going to marry popcorn balls. Cause like, I like popcorn balls a lot. You can take them to the movies. You can like, and you can just keep rolling along. In the happy married yeah. life because of their balls. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I'm just gonna fuck full size candy bars so I can make the jokes of Snickers really satisfies and three musketeers and get a little bit of good and plenty and like oh Henry, I'm looking for Mr. Good Dick. I don't know. I don't know. Hell kind of candy bars have you been Isn't buying? that what it's called? Oh that's good, good bar. bar. Okay.
4: <laughs> well, now that genius has ruined everybody's appetite, this is the part of the
3: podcast where we like to invite you guys to come on down and give us your thoughts and Interesting little snippets on what you thought of the movie and all of our talking points. So. And of course, we
2: entice you with prizes. We bribe you with prizes. I don't know what the enticement is for. We should just call it what it is. Yeah, we bribe you with prizes. Exactly. We got prizes. So we got two chairs, and then we'll open it up. So have a seat, gentlemen. Welcome. Remember welcome, to welcome. speak clearly right into, into the, the microphone. How's it going, guys? How's Excellent. Going, on our left, we have Tyler.
4: Tyler. We Tyler.
2: Excellent. And on our right, we have Tyler. Scott. Scott. Excellent. Tyler, how you doing, man? Doing good. Good to see you again, dude. Yeah,
5: good seeing you guys. It's been a while.
2: I know. Scott, good to see you too, man. Yeah, it's been since Saturday. It's been since yeah. Saturday. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been, been 72 Saturday. hours. Saturday. Before we go started, start Ty, tell us about your show.
5: Oh, all right. I'll, I'll plug it. Uh, I host another local uh, Kansas City podcast here called Who the Hell is This For? Woohoo. hoo uh, We are coming back uh, this next week for season two. We took an accidental two-month break. Uh, cause you know, life happens. Uh, but we are coming back with an episode on the Joker and it, uh, it gets divisive. I won't say <laughs> where I fall on that side of it.
2: So is it true that you decided to do the podcast by watching us and be like, Oh, they
5: can fucking do it. We might that's, as well do it. That's partially it. Uh, it was, uh, I, I attribute it to you guys and A to Z horror out of Boise. Um, just because I was like, these guys are having just a hell of a time and this, looks like a fantastic time so i got a couple of my friends and we started talking movies it's
3: fun isn't it that's how we got started man we were going to be talking anyway so we might as well record it
5: okay so let's start over here what uh ty what is one of your well first of all what did you think about tales of halloween i loved it so i first time first time been hearing a lot about it online and i had put it off for a while just because i've i've hit anthologies pretty hard in october so i was taking a break uh glad that this was the mystery movie night uh I almost thought we were going to get body bags, but uh, that be another solid. Another, another, another solid one, uh, but I I really enjoyed. It. I think my favorite favorite bit was the ding dong. Just the the, the the classic Hansel ghost Gretel? story. Mm-hmm. No, oh, not That's ding, the ding the dong. That's the grin okay. getting ghost. Grinning ghost. Yes, that one was not not as big on ding dong. <laughs> yeah. uh, really, really liked just your. Typical ghost story and like you said earlier it did for whatever reason kind of land with me and kind of creeped me out a little bit Good old-fashioned ghost story the classics are classics for a reason now Scott I know this
2: ain't your first time seeing it because when we when you (laughs) saw it announced you're like yes So where was your first experience of this and what do you think about it? Uh, I saw it? I guess
0: when it came out I saw it at the draft house and it was like an afternoon. I was like I gotta go see this loved it it's got like some horror movies, like they try too hard to be funny. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of takes away from it. This one, it was like a good blend because there were some segments just absolutely just creepy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and then some just absolutely funny. But it's like it's not like you're still oh well, that was so funny. And then the next one is like well where's the, it's not funny. This one it didn't. It's like they didn't they don't go together. But this one just blended together. It flows nice. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Very what was nice. your favorite segment? Um. I like the one with the killer kids, because it had just a nice little twist. Because uh-huh. you just got the people and they're just sitting around. Oh, it's your turn to go give the candy out. Okay. Here's some rat poison. And then we're like, why are there so many pirates? So many kids with iPads. Maybe there's a lot of one-eyed kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably are. It. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if you, so, this is the kind of movie that rewards <laughs> multiple viewings because your first time you're kind of taken back to it, but if upon further rewatch you notice that all the stories kind of blend in the kids with all the eyeballs you see exactly. the same kids who went trick-or-treating throughout the yep. different series uh felicia rose all the trick-or-treaters <laughs> in fact in the this means war where they're like fighting each other the girl who gets wind up k- being killed by the jason character and friday the 13th is there too as well with adrian curry <laughs> so it's kind of fun okay so yeah
5: that's that was a good one i like that one so ty uh, favorite Halloween themed movie? So, I mean, we just have to get out of the way. Halloween is in my top five movies of all time. So, I think that's Doo-doo. a given for everybody at the table. So, I'm gonna go with The Guest. Uh, mentioned earlier. Yep. damn! Yep. Uh, you got Dan Stevens being handsome. Yeah, yep. no yep. shit, yep. Just, uh, trying their hardest to emulate John Carpenter with uh, both the licensed license soundtrack and the score. Mm-hmm. And they throw in some Halloween 3 references. Yep. Like, I'm sold. It's fucking fantastic. I love The Guest.
2: Which we will be showing Thursday here at Screenland Tapcade. <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> Thank you. No, The Guest is fantastic. I implore everybody to see it. It's yeah, just such a wonderful... And it's so funny how it is. You don't think it's a Halloween movie? But it totally is. But it's also like if it's Captain America went wrong, yeah. yeah, it's an action movie. There's not a lot of Halloween action movies, and that's a good one.
5: Yeah, the the best way I, I describe it to people to sell them on it is it's if John Carpenter made Terminator.
3: Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. alright you're going to destroy the
2: world. <laughs> you're going to start sculling it.
5: Kill John Connor.
4: <laughs> right?
2: Okay, what's one of, Scott, what's one of your favorite Halloween themed um, movies? Like everybody else,
0: I mean, Halloween is absolutely. But I also, sticking with Jamie Lee Curtis, um, it's kind of underrated, but I really like Terror Train. Ooh, Ooh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, A lot of people forget about that one, but I think it's pretty good. And it's got a nice little twist kind of at the end, a little bit there.
2: And such a cool, like, iconic cover with the, like, conductor with the Groucho glasses about to stab somebody. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one.
5: That's a good pull. Good pull. Okay um ty favorite horror anthology uh you you mentioned it earlier it's trick-or-treat that's that is halloween to me that's it sums it up i guess that's in the wrong question but it's just the best anthology in my opinion uh i'm gonna go with that and also honorable mention to southbound okay southbound I have yet to see Southbound.
2: That's what you I would pay. dig it. I yeah. know so that's what everybody it, says. I love anthologies, but I haven't seen Southbound yet. But no, that's a that's a very good one. The trick or treat. It's it doesn't. You know how like sometimes they say like, oh, it's not Christmas until I see Elf or yeah. National Lampoons Santa or something. Yeah, it's not Christmas until I see Santa Slay. But it's definitely not Halloween until I see Trick or Treat. So right, Santa Slay is a classic. Santa. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a different one. That's uh, that's some holiday shit right there. Uh, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> fa-
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Favorite horror anthology.
0: Um, I, like Dustin, I love Creepshow. I saw it, you know, when I was in high school and it was awesome. Um, one I saw like when I was a kid on TV back before cable, they used to show some really scary movies. Like, movie of the week. One was uh, Trilogy of Terror. Yes. Ooh, with the little yeah. Zuni dog. Uh-huh. that scared me for years. Still does. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking of
2: it. Because it was creepy. Yeah. With the big sharp teeth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, there's something inherently scary about <laughs> things that are, that's scurry. Scurry is scary. Yeah. <laughs>
0: just a little scurrying. The movie, oh, what was the one? Um, I think it was Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. It was also on TV, Kim Darby and the little creatures that only came out in the dark. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where she's like in the bathtub, taking a bath, and they're trying to get in, but she's got the lights on. You just see like kind of the door kind of open, a little coat hanger come through and like turn the <laughs> light off. And then you just hear like little scurrying. Oh, no. Fuck all that noise. <laughs> I know, resourceful monsters.
2: Okay, Ty, favorite segment in a horror anthology?
5: Okay, uh, mentioned body bags earlier. Just going to shout out the eye just because you see Luke Skywalker's butt cheeks. Uh, but. Go the, Luke's ass! <laughs> the, the force my is strong favorite. with this one. <laughs> <laughs> my actual favorite, uh, I know Dustin, you're a huge fan of The Raid, right? Absolutely. Okay, so VHS 2. Yep. Knew yep, it. yep. Safe Haven, the uh, Indonesian cult <clears throat> segment. That is. A- fucked up segment <laughs> in an anthology That is the most anxious I have ever been watching uh, any horror short any portion of an anthology it's fucking insane
2: VHS 2 is a great anthology yeah. in general I mean very solid I thoroughly enjoyed part 2 and almost better than part 1 yeah. I mean it, but that one the raid the what was it, Safe Haven Safe Haven Woo. yeah it, it it was started out creepy and then went in bat batshit insane
5: yeah. cuz that That pulls in like real life horror and just like bad shit you never want to see happen in real life. And then just uh, fucking like supernatural shit. In case anybody hasn't seen it, I'm not going to spoil the culmination of that one. But it uh, it comes together in a great way. Yeah.
4: Yeah,
2: If it just would have stayed Jim Jones, it would have gone insane. (gasps) Yeah. But then it turned into something so much more. Yeah. That's crazy. Good pull.
0: Scott. Uh, I'm not sure there's a lot. One. That really comes to mind is is it wasn't like a main part of the movie, but in uh, Twilight Zone, the movie, the part with Dan Aykroyd and Albert Brooks. Uh, you want to see something really yes, scary? Yes.
2: Let the midnight <laughs> special shine a light on me. No, that was a good one. Yeah, and I like the way that it brought it back to when he's the ambulance driver. You want to see something really scary? One of these days, I'm waiting for somebody to say that you want to see something really scary, and then I'll be like. Kind of. I mean, but as long as they don't like, you know, you want to see a dead body. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Are you guys ready to get creepy? Oh, always. All right, cool. FMK
5: Halloween candy edition. Circus peanuts, popcorn balls, or full-size candy bars? Yeah, killing the popcorn balls off the bat. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sorry, genius, but they're the most (laughs) worthless Halloween treat. Exactly. Okay, not most worthless. Apples and toothbrushes are up there. But I would I, put I like rais- I'm putting raisins above popcorn balls as far as trick or treating goes. I'm fine with that.
2: Right. I like raisins. Right. I like
3: chocolate covered raisins. So okay. there we go.
2: So you're gonna kill circus uh, kill, or kill popcorn balls?
5: Killing popcorn balls. Gonna f circus peanuts because they're good, but they're they're an every now and then type thing. And then you can so rel- they're a hit and quit. They're a hit and quit. Mm. But you can rely a bang on Bag and bounce. <laughs> <laughs> you can go back home and. Be treated to a full size candy bar and just marry that, have that the rest of your life. It's going to take care of you. It's reliable. So.
3: Okay. That's <laughs> solid reasoning. Yeah. Can't
5: argue with that.
3: Scott, who you going to undiddle? No. Uh,
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, first of all, yeah, circus peanuts can burn in hell. Thank you. Absolutely. One for one. <laughs> um, I'm going to marry popcorn balls. Because I think they're just—they're uh, consistent. You can have them around the house, you know. You don't dislike them. Maybe you don't really like them. <laughs> a, so loveless a, bland yeah. a
2: loveless you know, marriage You could do worse. I mean, people yeah, have had loveless marriages for seventy yeah, years. You could so. do a lot.
0: You could do a lot worse. You know. <laughs> I yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Dustin Drought. Yeah, I would F the hell out of some full size candy bars. Oh right. I am addicted to these ones at Walmart. There's these giant Reese's. Like each one is like a square of Reese's peanut butter cup. Really? Like, what? Yeah. What uh, fresh
4: yeah, hell
2: do you these. speak of? Yeah. Now what but, is the sorcery you <laughs> 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 But see, okay, so the problem with those like big Reese's, like Reese's peanut butter cups is sometimes they don't taste like Reese's peanut butter cups. You know what I'm saying? These are like they're not like the cups. They're like it's like a
3: bar. And it's like squares. Oh yeah, the one that's segmented. Mm, yes. Yeah, I don't eat the segments. I <laughs> eat like you know bites at a time. I don't know why they segment and like we're gonna share. You know? So okay. I have never shared a Reese's peanut butter cup with anyone. I
0: think I think the back says it like serves four. <laughs> yeah. And I share size every, my ass. Yeah, I laugh every time I see that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for your guys' cool uh, uh answers. answers, thank you. Uh, to honor our past Nerdoween and dismember the Alamo, Ty, you get a copy of one of my favorites, Life uh, Arachnophobia <laughs> yes. on VHS. Lifeophobia. <laughs> but you, Scott, one of my other favorites, a copy of Life Force oh, on VHS. Oh man! Congratulations. Well, thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you guys. Mm-hmm. So. Well, thanks today, for coming down, guys. Thank you for yeah. definitely coming down. Does anybody else like to come down and talk about? It? Come on down. Anybody else? Excellent.
3: Okay, and popcorn so popcorn balls. I'm telling you man, they're better than circus peanuts. I'm just saying circus peanuts can save your life. Ugh. This is officially my first time on a podcast. Awesome. So. Splendid. Right. Yeah. Well, as well, we reiterated, please make sure to speak directly into the mic and loudly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so
2: On our right this time, your first time, who do we have? So I got so much shit for this on
6: the Joe Bob Briggs Mutant Collective uh, page, (laughs) but I'm going to fucking say it anyway, and everyone's going to fucking hate me for it, but Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is a fucking masterpiece. A lot of people fucking hate it, but I think it's brilliant with the whole white mo- white horse motif.
2: Did you just come down and, like, Baba Booey us? Like, I was like, <laughs> tell us about just What's your name?
6: I fucking love it. I'm fucking man. Dude, I got, like, on that page, I got, like, 80 comments of telling me to fucking kill myself because I said I liked that movie so much. Well, we won't so, tell you to kill
2: yourself. Yeah. We're a positive show.
6: <laughs> I appreciate but that. Cause, anyway... Uh, Tell you us mean, your name. I'm Nick. I'm uh. I'm actually a filmmaker too, and just had a uh. Out my uh, first horror uh, short movie, uh, premieres on Wednesday. Fantastic. Very nice. It's called Epiphany at the Honky Chateau, and it's playing at Glenwood Arts Theater for a competition. Hot Ooh, so that's free. They're gonna have it's a competition. There's six different Halloween-themed movies that are showing all local filmmakers, and mine's one of them. Fantastic. Congratulations, so, man. That's awesome. So it's my second short movie, but it's my first uh, horror thing, so. Pretty That's pumped. rad. Well, I'm pretty, pumped, pretty pumped about it. So,
2: first of all, I want to say on behalf of the horror community, thank you for putting out something new horror. <laughs> and second of all, thank you for coming out and, and doing that. Of course. And of course. Good luck, man. I, hope to- I,
6: I I have a pretty good feeling about it. We got we had a dope crew, and the freaking story's awesome. And great tell work. us a little bit about the story. Um, it's uh, so it's weird. I was watching Clerks two last night and realized how much it totally kind of mimics Clerks two, but I'd never seen Clerks two before. Um, so, but it's two best friends in their 30s. They've grown up together, and uh, they, they're drunk Halloween night. Um, one's dressed up as Michael Jackson and the other one's dressed up as Teen Wolf. And they both drunkenly stumble into a cowboy bar, and they're, they're fucking smashed, and one of them confesses to the other best friend that he's actually in love with them. And while this is happening, they're being stalked by a particular person that we don't find out who that is until later. And so there's some nice creepy stuff. I I also did the score for it, which I'm pretty happy with as well. So it's uh, so it's it's it definitely brings a lot more pathos there, but there is definitely some horror elements to it in the final act. Nice, (laughs) man, that's awesome. uh, So yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's called Epiphany at the Honky Chateau, and uh, yeah, it's you know gay as shit and and horror, and it's fucking fantastic. It's funny. (laughs) So, I'm awesome. pretty well, pumped about it.
2: Thanks for coming on the show, Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for letting
6: me promote on your potty. I just hijacked it for the sake of my own. Baba 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 So,
2: yeah. And on our left, who do we have? Frida. Hey, Frida. How okay. you doing? I'm good. Okay. So, um, Nick, was this your first time seeing this movie? It actually was. I thought I'd seen it.
6: I thought I'd seen it uh, because I thought it was associated with the Adam Green yearly stuff that they'd been doing they do like a short every mm-hmm. year so i thought that's what this was i'm like i'm sure i've seen all of these but it actually wasn't it was associated with adam green but it wasn't those movies so it actually was the first time i'd seen it but yeah what'd you think i i actually really dug it um i really liked the uh twica tweet i really liked mm-hmm. that was my favorite one seeing a slasher guy get Stalk, like attacked by somebody else, and having him be the uh, scream queen was pretty fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. So
2: I I really dug that one because it just turned it on, turned it on its head. It's a good parallel, like what she says: no matter how terrifying you are, there's always something worse waiting in the shadows. And that's. A Did she
6: say that right before that one happens? Uh-huh. That is actually a brilliant uh-huh. line. That's cool. So
2: like yeah, I thought that was good because like they say, no matter how big and bad you are. There's always someone bigger and better waiting for oh, you. and it was so. still
6: like, and the way that they did that, uh, that slasher dude, like, it was, it was its own thing, but it was reminiscent of enough of other things that you, that you felt like you were familiar with it already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which, which was, that's a good way to do it. You know, it's not clearly Jason, it's not Victor Crowley, but it's kind of a mishmash of the two. Jason Crowley. Yeah, yeah, I'm down with it. I'll, <laughs> I've, I'll watch some Jason Crowley movies where <laughs> right? I can do that shit, so... Frida, was that your first time seeing
7: it? Yes, it was my first time seeing it. And yes, you were right. I enjoyed it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Haven't steered you wrong
7: yet. Nope, not yet.
2: Okay. So what was was there anything particular that you liked about it aside from your favorite segment?
7: Um I liked how the stories you could you could trace everybody through all of the stories. Like you saw the kids trick-or-treating, you saw everybody with the fight with the the two people, and you I I loved how it just all kind of Meshed all together, and I loved Adrian Barbeau in the background.
2: Right, that voice. Uh, So, what was your favorite segment?
7: Uh, My favorite segment was um, Sweet Treat or Sweet Sweet Tooth. Tooth. Right off the bat? Yes, I loved it. I thought that was so funny. Carpenter bar my eye. (laughs) 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 So I really liked it.
2: Did I didn't ask? Did you guys have a second favorite?
7: Oh, mine was the um, Trick or Treat.
2: My second
6: favorite, whichever one had all of the freaking had had uh, Lynn Shay and had Mick Garris. In the, it. Grin go, the grin, the grinning grin. I just ghosts. seeing them in it was. Yeah, I just yeah, I just, yeah. I just dug that. that was like I love Mick. Mick's freaking rest. great. You know Lynn Shay, wonderful awesome. quaffers. Yeah, yeah hers. He's, he's awesome. So and I listen to his postmortem podcast all the time. So seeing him in something and he's not like he's not like it's not him directing or doing makeup effects he's actually like acting mm-hmm. it's just seeing him that was enough for me to be like I dig that one so
7: yeah the Green and Ghost one gave me actually gave me goosebumps it's a creepy good old fashioned ghost story mm-hmm. isn't it and she's dressed all in Victorian clothes and it just kind of just whole, the, the whole thing was awesome it's one mm-hmm. of those
2: stories that can be timeless mm-hmm. and I, I think those are the kind of horror stories that truly last throughout time because mm-hmm. those are the ones that you can put in any situation and it's still a universal fear yeah, of and somebody reminds, behind
4: you.
7: It reminds you of like when your pet is sitting there next to you and they're like staring at the wall for like For no minutes. fucking reason. Exactly. Yeah, that's creepy, <laughs> that's creepy. <Shit. laughs> My dog do that all the time. <laughs> and it's like, who are they seeing? Oh, but what's worse
2: is like, like when Dina, well, Dina and my cat, one of my cats will like see a fly that I won't see and you just see her like moving her head.
7: Like it's talking to her.
2: <laughs> like moving around like, what are you looking at, and why is it moving, you know?
7: And Dina doesn't exist. No one else has seen her.
2: <laughs> You've seen Dina. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have, well, maybe. <gasps> maybe it's my familiar. Ooh. Maybe. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed her, Frida. I really am. Because Frida, like, she comes to everyone, and, like, I'm good friends with her. But I'm always like, you have to come. You'll like it. You'll like it. And, like, in the back of my mind, I'm all like... I hope, I hope it passes the freedom <laughs> test. I hope it passes. Because if it well, doesn't, were I'm going to I'm going to fucking hear it.
7: like this? And as a normal... You're
2: far from a normie, Frida. Well,
7: I meant a horror, a non-horror fan. Okay. A r- as a non-horror fan, it was really enjoyable. Excellent.
2: Excellent. Okay. So, um, Nick... Yes. I want to hear your favorite Halloween-themed movie, because I bet you got a wealth was, that, of them. That,
6: that was the first thing that I came out the gate with, with Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I get a lot of shit for that, um, because people... I, I I personally think that people are just too beholden to the, the Carpenter uh, mythos of... Um, of Michael Myers, and that's why they don't like it. But I think it's standalone. Even if you ignore the first Rob Zombie Halloween, stand standalone Halloween Two is such a good story about a passing of the torch of psychosis to one, from one person to another. And that kind of like it, it, there's uh, so, so, I can't remember which Halloween uh, it was. Um, they're talking about there's this kind of it was the Curse of Michael Myers. There's this kind of curse that is being passed down, and he has to like hunt down everybody. But it's like it's kind of a take on that. But I love the whole White Horse thing. Um, I just think it's a brilliant, uh, I just, I thought it was cool that Rob Zombie legitimately made it his own and I don't know. I just I think it's a brilliant take, and I got a lot of shit for that um, on some on some horror uh, forums. We're like, "Oh, that's bullshit!" And I'm like, "You got your head up your own ass too much. Like, you need to let it be what it is. Yeah. Instead of don't even expect it to be a Michael Myers movie. Just let it be its own film because the story itself is fantastic about just how it deals with trauma and all of that. Is just I, I think it's brilliantly done. So
2: so I'm not the biggest Rob Zombie Halloween fan nor Part Two, but I can appreciate what he did. I can appreciate what he tried to do, and I appreciate that he makes he made a horror movie. Sure. Whether I like it or not, you would love it, and I just think if none of us, would, I just think if it wasn't wrong. a
6: Michael Myers movie, everybody would fucking like it. Yeah,
2: that's 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 kind of my yeah. take on I, it. I, I, he made something different, and again, yeah. I appreciate that. because yeah. you can so. only lather, rinse, repeat so much with Michael Myers.
6: Yeah, that's true. That's yeah,
2: true. Okay. So,
6: yeah. so yeah, it's my favorite of the Halloween themed
2: movies. Yes. Frida, what is one of your favorite Halloween-themed movies? Um,
7: actually, it was the first time I saw it was last year with Diana, and it's Hocus Pocus. That's adjo- <laughs> a great movie. i nice. got to laugh. I mean, I, I, I'm i not a big horror fan, so scary movies. I don't really do a lot of scary movies, but I loved Hocus Pocus. And this movie had the same kind of elements, the comedic, the mm-hmm. kind of bits of scary. and uh-huh. yeah. So I love Hocus Pocus now.
2: Except the children really died in this movie <laughs> as opposed Did to Hocus Pocus. They <laughs> did. <laughs> but my my own one of my only two favorite Sarah Jessica Parker roles. Come on, come
4: on.
6: Yeah, come on, come on, come on, And, come on. and, and don't forget about Ernest Scared
4: Stupid. That's and, a great movie. Exactly. Yeah, it actually that's is scary. really. And that's a genuinely genuinely scary movie. You creepy. You it's legit scary. You must be an Ernest. No, <laughs> it, a, it's actually <laughs> <legit> <laughs> <a great, laughs> it's a great, it's a great movie. It's sure.
2: creepy. Sure. It's the the he turns children into stone and breaks them. It's fucked sure. up, and yeah. it's only up to our hero Ernest P. Worrell to save the day. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love "Ernest Scary Stupid" is highly underrated. I love. Isn't I, he dead now? Yes. yes. Wow. Way to be Frida. <laughs> yeah, Downer. over know. In <laughs> the wow. Halloween
6: spirit, from the yeah. people's <laughs> graves. My <laughs> right. goodness.
2: Holy shit. <laughs> I was gonna say I love Ernest, and I saw three of his movies in the theater when they came out. He's fucking dead, like
6: God,
4: <laughs>
2: man, Frida. <laughs> she said she's not a horror show's fan. Show's over, not a, not shit. I'm gonna go cry in the corner now. Okay, so <laughs> Nick, favorite uh, horror anthology? It's
6: it's mine's way more straight down the line after this. It's straight uh, Trick or Treat. I just I fucking love it, and the whole werewolf segment is just brilliant. I think that's fantastic. And that has, isn't that Anna Pack mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So, so yep. good. Right I'm, after I, True Blood. Well, I love the whole, like, they're ripping off their skin for there to be, like, full werewolf fur underneath it. It's like, that was such a cool transformation idea. Yeah. Um, and I, I absolutely love, like, werewolf movies. So that's going to be my favorite one. So cool. That's, yeah. Can't go wrong with
2: that one.
7: I have to go with Creepshow. It was the first one I ever saw. I saw it in the theater, and it was amazing. Lucky. I know. The, I'm yeah. Old.
2: No, but no, truly. <laughs> See, you're not old. You just got to see all the cool shit. So, uh, favorite segment in a horror anthology? Nick. I, yeah, the werewolf. The werewolf bit. one? Yeah. The I werewolf mean, there's one.
6: a lot of other horror anth- I really like the VHSs. I think those are uh, fantastic. Um, and actually, now that somebody reminded me of the Twilight Zone, i got to watch that shit again. It holds up Dude, I just looked and saw I just looked, sort of I just looked up and pulled up the gifts of that. You want to see I was like, I remember that shit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking terrifying. The, <laughs> Seriously. the The
2: cartoon one, the Nightmare on Something Street, I believe it's called. No, um, I forgot. But it, yeah, it's really good. Um,
7: um um, Dustin reminded me of it earlier when we saw Tales of the Hood last year the one with those creepy little dolls was just that's too too much that was, that was so a good creepy. one it's like when to pick your feet up off the floor and not walk
3: around. mm-hmm yeah. people hate dolls
7: yes well no not every killer
3: dolls creepy dolls
7: yes creepy dolls
3: dolls period
2: I agree creepy. I agree I, we need to burn that American Girl <laughs> Factory down and save all
3: those poor children <laughs> Thanks a lot Uh, for making this room a a room full of accomplices if that that ever
2: breaks out large. Save all those poor children and let their souls finally rest. So, okay. So, you ready to get classy? (laughs) (laughs) FMK Halloween Candy Edition. Who are you going to trick to get some of them treats?
6: Okay, so the coolest thing about this is that in the first... Chunks of dialogue of my new horror film. They actually do a "fuck Mary kill" segment in the dialogue. <laughs> it so all I'm comes like, full circle. I'm like, this nice. is that was like this is perfect. Okay, I got to do this. So um, I'm gonna say, uh, man, I would say kill uh, Circus Peanuts. Yes, definitely. Agreed. I'm going to I'm gonna marry uh, Popcorn Balls because I grew up going to this place called Velvet Cream Popcorn Company. Fuck yeah, Velvet Cream Popcorn. You know Lord. what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I, I grew up Velvet riding Cream. my bicycle down there like almost every day. My mom would be like, here's like, you know, here's a dollar to get some penny candies or some popcorn balls for like, you know, like 50 cents or something. So that's a huge memory for me. So that's like family. I'm going to marry that. Um, and then uh, and then full-size candy bar. I fucked the shit out
2: of that, of course. You know? Yeah, exactly. Right? right. You know. All three musketeers, don't dream it. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you going to diddle, Frida? (laughs) Well, Well, now that you mention it, all Uh, of the above.
7: I'm going to fuck popcorn balls because occasionally they're okay. Um, I don't want them all the time. Um, And I'm going to kill circus penis because no one eats chalk. And then I'm going to marry full-size candy bars so I can always be satisfied.
2: Oh, ah, right. see, you're thinking the <laughs> long game. I'm that's just right. thinking like right. casual, like chocolate. You no, know, no. I'll get a little Willy Wonka. And you're just thinking <laughs> oh. well,
7: I'm a girl. girls always think the rest of their lives.
2: There you go. There you go.
7: <laughs> okay, guys, thank
2: you so much for
1: coming down.
2: Let's get you guys prizes. Woo. Okay. You, Frida. You get a copy, again, from my personal collection, this copy of Adam's Family on VHS. And let's get you something cool. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen a movie where Shannon Elizabeth gets, Shannon Elizabeth gets diddled to death by a carrot from a giant snowman? Oh. Shit, no. Okay. You have now. Yeah. This is the VHS yes. lenticular cover. It moves of Jack Frost. I will take it. Thank you, sir. you. <laughs> Guys, thank you guys yeah, yeah. so much for coming down. All right, guys. Uh, thank you guys for coming out. Did you guys have a good time? Yeah. Excellent. Remember, check out the Nerds and Nostalgia podcast. Check out the uh, M- Media Rewind podcast that me and Mount Baldy does. Uh, we're doing right. The Purge and we're doing uh, Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Don't forget to check out the Nerds and Nostalgia, Nightmare Junket. Check out all the things we have coming up at Screenland. Guys, thank you so much for next time. And until next time. We'll see you in your dreams.